0: Hi, folks. Eric from Hit Subscribe here. And apologies if you tuned in just a minute ago and there was a minor disaster with the camera. I deleted that video starting over now. Uh, Also, apologies if you hear the infant crying upstairs. I'm not sure how well that's going to come across on the mic. As best I can tell, my wife is torturing her son to death based on the noises he's making, or he might just be hungry. I'm I'm hoping it's the, uh, the latter. So anyway, with all that aside, you might notice that there's a different background here. You can't really tell i think the lighting is pretty good but um i'm just kind of in this office space i've set up but we are uh here in napa california where the wine flows like wine um it's a lovely place anyway we're going to be spending a few months here doing our digital nomad thing and that's because i'm going to be doing a lot of meetings with folks in san francisco where a lot of our clients are um but i'm kind of a country person myself so i didn't want to actually be in san francisco i'd rather just drive in for the day uh if i can find a good place to record i'm actually going to look for somewhere that maybe you can catch the um the mountains around here on either side of napa valley in the background because i think that'd be kind of a fun scenic thing to do but uh for now i'm just in an office with uh really good acoustics um so anyway today's topic is invoicing 101 like what is invoicing how does that work if if you go freelance if you go into business for yourself what do we mean by that um actually there was a question in our slack that was along the lines of like what do you use for invoicing but i thought maybe you go a little bit more beginner on this topic and just talk about like you know what even is invoicing what do we mean by that so let's dive into that a little bit um for the sake of that person in the community um, I'll cover a few like quick options or just talk about like w- what I've used for it in the past and offer some thoughts, although I'm not an expert in all the different options. Um, but that will come later in the video, so for now let's just talk about what invoicing is and um, how do you collect money from your clients. So invoicing, um, I guess I just kind of gave away the lead there, invoicing is kind of the process of collecting money from your clients. But if you have any sort of commercial interest whatsoever, let's you know, go to maybe the simplest thing you might do, which is let's say your brother-in-law is like, hey, I'll give you $50 if you help me move. Great. Uh, so you go, you help your brother-in-law move. Uh, at the end of the day, you say like, hey, you know, cash or check, whatever you want. And then your brother-in-law gives you $50. And that's good enough, right? Like, Why can't you just collect money that way? If you do some work for a client, maybe you design a website, or uh, whatever it is you do, you write some content, Can't you just you know give them a call or email them and say, you owe me X amount of dollars? Um So the answer to that is yes, you could in theory. I mean like legally that's how the two of you could do business, but what you're gonna find in a professional services capacity, which is generally what freelancers do, um, it won't work that way. So if you did that, if you did some work for a client and then you emailed them and were like, you owe me fifteen hundred dollars, um, I would wager dollars to donuts that the response to that email will be can you send me an invoice they will actually ask you that so what yikes sorry about that we lost connectivity there i'm not really sure why i think i should be on a wi-fi but anyway uh that was probably weird so if this keeps happening maybe i'll try starting the video over but um let's press on so why is it in your best interest to invoice uh why is that something you want to do well Think of it this way, it's kind of a conceptual agreement um, that ties the work that you did to the money that you're charging. So for instance, I'd talked about like maybe building a website. You might talk to a client and agree that you're gonna stand up like a WordPress website for them and stock it with some pages or whatever, and you're gonna charge a couple of thousand dollars for that. Now you go off, you do all that work, um, several weeks will go by, you'll have conversations. Uh, So one of the things that you'll do when you go to collect payment for that is you'll probably want to re-elaborate on um, what it is you've done and the dollar amounts tied to that and then um, let them know about that. So that's kind of what the invoice is. It can be as simple as like a piece of paper. You've probably seen an invoice on the buying side, like if you're a homeowner or something, maybe an electrician has come out and they tear off a piece of paper that lists a few things and dollar amounts totals them up and that's your invoice. It's a pretty common thing. Um, so for your purposes, as a business owner, it number one, um, kind of aligns you with the scope of work that you've defined for the client. And it's another place where you can have conceptual agreement. So for instance, if you had just said, you know, yep, $2,000 uh, you owe me um, in an email, the client might not remember offhand, like, wait, is that the right amount or what all did you do, et cetera. So putting that stuff into an invoice, creating a piece of paper that has more information and details on it. Um, It helps uh, realign both parties on the work that was done and what it cost. Uh, Another pragmatic thing is when you're sending out an invoice, your invoice is typically going to have remittance information on it. So like, for instance, uh, you can pay me at this PayPal or I take this credit card or make checks payable to X or whatever. So you'll also put on the invoice a bunch of information about how to actually go about paying you, uh, which is, after all, the purpose of this activity um and then there will also be information on it that the uh client is going to use for taxation purposes because uh, as far as the government is concerned uh you have to keep track as a business of who your vendors are and when you are spending money or giving money to other parties the government has an interest in that because if that was say an employee they'd want a certain kind of tax so um there's a lot of different um pieces of information you'll put on there. And so what winds up happening is the invoice becomes this very, like, succinct and pragmatic document to capture a lot of stuff, like the scope of work, deliverables, the money, how to go about paying you, what the payment terms are, et cetera. So it is good for you as a service provider to have. It's going to save you a lot of work anyway because, like, if we go back to the, you know, you send them an email saying you owe me $2,000, Even if they don't come back and say, invoice me, they'll say, like, well, okay, do you take cash or credit, or how do I pay you, and what's your address? And you'll have this whole back and forth. If you just send them an invoice, uh, that's kind of a business standard in the world. It's like handing out a business card, in a sense. It's just a a shorthand for a lot of things that people have learned to ask over the course of time. Another thing that I'll get into here in a little bit is that if you are invoicing, that's also good for uh, tracking purposes for your business. So number one, um, tracking the outstanding money that your clients owe you, uh, kind of keeping track of your finances, um, uh, creating and retaining invoices also gives you like a billing history of you with each of these clients. So it all, it's good for your purposes, both for bookkeeping and business and historical reference. You'd like some kind of um, historical documentation of the business uh, relationships that you've had with clients, of your business's finances in general. So um, creating invoices is typically tied into your bookkeeping system, and all of that provides a good way to keep track of a number of different important things for your business. So even if you have a, just a tiny like moonlighting practice and you're, you send out invoice number 001 uh, and then 002, even if you've just done a couple, it's a good habit to get into because it's kind of um, the sort of thing that. That you will wind up later regretting if you're not doing or keeping good track of, and it's an easy habit to build up from day one. So that's why um, you would want to do it now. Why are your clients going to demand it of you? Uh, let me put on my business owner hat here and talk as somebody who uh, owns a business that pays, you know, hundreds of different people and vendors. Um, from my perspective, from our business hit subscribes perspective, uh, if you were to do work for us and say you owe us 300 or you owe me $300, hit subscribe, I can guarantee you that um, Angela would write to you and say, send us an invoice. And um, the reasons for that are uh, primarily tied in around what's known as accounts payable. You'll hear this called AP in the industry. So for a business, accounts payable is basically the function of the business that just takes care of collecting um, invoices, uh, but essentially collecting money that we owe and then making sure that money gets dispersed. Like there's a process behind that. That might sound weird to you if you're a freelancer and the sum total of your expenses is like a you know, a membership in some professional services organization and a laptop once every three years. But for Hit Subscribe, for instance, we have hundreds of contractors. And so if we weren't keeping careful track of everything that we were owed, um, it would quickly get completely out of hand. And so like the way that our AP process, accounts payable process works is once a month um we'll have essentially a conceptual list of people that we owe money to we collect all these invoices and then angela will go through on a monthly basis and reconcile okay here's what we've documented that we should owe this person and here's what their invoice is saying so once a month we run through that process and um disperse money accordingly or you know go to them and say hey this isn't lining up with what we expect you know what's going on here if um if we were just kind of paying money whenever people emailed us or something Uh, that would be nightmarish in terms of like business operations and it would also probably wind up costing money or on the flip side we might never wind up paying somebody if they forgot to invoice whereas um, if one of our authors is forgetting to invoice we will proactively at some point go to them and say hey you know don't you want the money we owe you so um, for a business where the scope of their payments and business relationships is large absent the invoice uh it gets really hard to track what all money is owed and where it's going and why uh, another reason that um just from a pragmatic perspective in the u.s that we would watch you sending invoices is because uh sending us an invoice if you're a contractor distinguishes you from being an employee so we have a nice paper trail for the irs to say no no joe smith isn't one of our employees irs we don't owe you all these other kinds of payroll taxes no no joe smith is a contractor, and you can see by this invoice that Joe Smith is sending us. So um, that's a big motivation for doing uh, invoicing on the client side as well. Um, There are more, but like uh, not to belabor the point, this is just to kind of explain from a business's perspective why they'll probably insist that you invoice them. So um, in terms of mechanics, like how does invoicing work, Uh, how would you get started with it? Well, we have a lot of people in our author pool, for instance, that will um, you know, maybe never have done this before. So I think Angela actually has kind of a stock invoice template, or it might even be a spreadsheet, but it's like a form that we send you and say, like, well, if nothing else, you can use this. Fill this out. Send it in. Um, So it can be as simple as something like a Word document or a Google Doc that you've just kind of templated, and you fill in each time, like, you know, here's the description of the service. Here's the amount. Here you go. So that's kind of for starters, um, and if you're doing business with somebody like Hit Subscribe, like, <clears throat> excuse me, if they do a lot of outsourcing work to um, contractors, they may even supply you with a template. I think I've actually seen um, situations where I've done work in the past for someone that paid royalties, where they were maybe even having you fill out a form that like auto-generated an invoice. But anyway. Um, the simplest form of it is essentially like a piece of paper, spreadsheet, a document that you have templated, fill it out, send it to someone. Um, the next kind of level up from that is if you get a service. So um, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, I used to use like a form uh, designed, and like a, my wife Amanda helped me like design an invoice form and it was just a Word document that I would fill out. One level up from that is um, since my graybeard status of starting that a long time ago, services have sprung up that will do like basic invoices, so they'll track, let you fill out some information, et cetera, and then they'll generate invoices, uh, actually send them to your clients, and uh, track their collection status, short of a full bookkeeping piece of software. Um, the most uh, at least well marketed example I can think of this is freshbooks, and they advertise a lot and they advertise to freelancers. It's not an endorsement. I've never used it. I don't know. It's just the one I'm most used to hearing about. But I believe there are others as well. So if you wanted to see other alternatives, you could Google like FreshBooks versus, and you know, investigate the ones that come up in the autocomplete. And those are basically lightweight invoicing options that you'd pay a pretty nominal amount of money for, and they would kind of handle all of this for you and like walk you through filling out, you know, and generating your template and then tracking it. Um, and it's worth mentioning that my method of tracking invoices um historically i'll get into that in a sec but if i hadn't had bookkeeping software which i always have if you were just using word documents you would wind up starting to track the invoices if you assuming you did which you should you would track them in a spreadsheet or something and that can get a little onerous so people at organizations like freshbooks figured this out and um, kind of encompass that whole process. So it generates the invoice, it sends it out, it keeps track of its status, might even like start pinging um, the client if they're late, uh, things of that nature. So I heartily endorse that. Um, the discussion that ensued in our Slack when this came up was I think somebody was asking about the merits of um, you know should they create their own invoicing solution so for you software engineers out there oh my god no do do not do that um, you are not in the business of building invoicing software you are not getting seed money to go compete with freshbooks so don't write software like this do not reinvent that wheel uh, please like you know pay whatever nominal fee there is or just do it yourself it is not worth automating you don't want that headache in your life um, you know, do it by hand if you must, use a service uh, preferably, or if you're a little more sophisticated, which is actually interestingly enough where I started out because I was always very comfortable with bookkeeping software. I used to use Quicken Home and Small Business. Um, you could use a piece of software like QuickBooks or we at Subscribe actually use Zoho Books. But if you're using full-blown bookkeeping software, any piece of bookkeeping software you use like that is going to have the capability to generate invoices. At the time, I didn't really like Quicken Home and Small Business's invoice templates. So I paired uh, tracking invoices and bookkeeping software with like my own Word invoices. It wasn't all that onerous. And I handled emailing them out myself. Uh, versus if you are using full-on bookkeeping and accounting software, especially 10 years later, uh, almost certainly it has that capability as well. So I know this firsthand. Hit subscribe is typically sending out you know, up to 30 invoices in a month uh, to our clients. And um, our bookkeeping software will handle all of that, the generation uh, tracking, etc. So that is kind of your most full suite option. If you are a new freelancer and um, you aren't yet familiar with or savvy with bookkeeping software, I think that would be overkill. I would go check out something like FreshBooks. Uh, that'll that should be enough for your purposes. Um, so finally, I guess I'll you know talk through what I'd think of as best practices for a freelancer when it comes to invoicing. Um, so when you're generating an invoice first of all you want to template this you know have your logo and letterhead at the top uh your billing terms and information at the bottom like get all of that set because all you really want to be filling in when you send an invoice is um auto incrementing the invoice number Uh, so each invoice is going to have a number that number should be unique for your bookkeeping and tax reporting purposes uh then all you want to be filling in is kind of a description of or the scope of the work that you are charging for and then the actual charge and, and the sum of the charges if there's like subcharges. charges so um you're going to want to do that but importantly you're going to want to tie that back to critical uh deliverables or milestones or whatever the case may be in your statement of work or what you've agreed to do with the client meaning if um you've agreed to build the client a website and the website includes like you know getting the hosting and setting up wordpress or whatever and then building five landing pages and setting up a contact us form let's say then you would probably want to it's called itemize where you break out the um the charges on your overall thing so you're not just going to say one website three thousand dollars you might say especially if you're uh doing differentiated charging for this you would say you know uh website setup and hosting five hundred landing pages, uh, four at $500 each, and then contact us, form $500, total $3,000. So you're going to want to, without getting crazy about the granularity, but with some granularity, um, tie the items in your invoice back to what you and the client have agreed on. That's assuming you're billing in arrears. Uh, If you bill up front, it gets a little easier, because you can actually just send them an invoice up front and say uh, that that kind of doubles as your statement of what you're going to do and your invoice. um, And by the way, uh, if you can, I would always invoice up front. Hit subscribe does. Uh, If you're doing a very predictable deliverable and you're not billing for hours, uh, always try to bill up front if you can. Um, Another best practice is if you are, uh, assuming you're not using a FreshBooks or a bookkeeping software, find a way to track your invoices, um, both in terms of their amounts and their statuses. So if you are sending out, especially if you're sending out a fair number of invoices, you need a way to be able to look out at who owes you money. So for instance, you know, I was talking about hit subscribe might send as many as 30 invoices in a month. Without like software and an automated tracking system, it would get pretty hard to really like nobody's going to keep in their head what the balance that we're owed is or even um you know who might be late. You actually need some kind of reporting to show you that. So whether it's through software that you're using or just a spreadsheet or something that you define, you want to be keeping track of um, the outstanding balance on the invoices that you're sending and what their status is. Um, so you can have a draft invoice. If you have a big enough company like we do, um, there's an invoice approval process. So the invoice can be like pending approval. It can be sent. It can be overdue. So that's what I mean by status, like where in the sort of invoice. Um, life cycle is it and, and then obviously the ideal end state is paid the worst end state is that you write it off because i don't know your uh, client goes out of business but you want to know all that so that you can report on it to the irs and you know for tracking purposes um, when it comes to invoicing and collection i would set up a couple of things like at least an automated reminder system so if you're sending out invoices net 30 meaning due in thirty days. You want some way of reminding yourself if that, that invoice hasn't been paid, like, "Hey, this invoice just went to overdue." Uh, that lets you take some actions, which I would also suggest automating. One of them might be to generate a reminder email um, saying, "Like, hey, you're late. Uh, where's where's my money?" Except, you don't really want it to look like you're actively sitting there in your bookkeeping software waiting, like, you know, desperately. So it's good if that looks like an automated reminder. Like, think about your cable company or something, if you're like late paying one of your bills, I don't imagine there's somebody like human that's actually sitting there being like, hey, Alice, you're late on your cable bill. You get an automated email. Um, and if you want a little bit of like intermediate um, invoice collection, foo, uh, you could even have that automated email talk about like a 5% late fee or something. I wouldn't enforce that. It's just a good way um, to kind of create a little bit of urgency in your clients. because if they think they might owe more money, that'll go over a budget that's unapproved and that kind of tends to grease the skids a little. And you can always walk that back by being like, oh, sorry, that's just my automated system. Whenever you go late, it does that. Don't worry about it. So you're not actually picking a fight. Um, This goes back to a piece of wisdom. I forget who I originally heard this from, but it's great. Um, Create a system and blame the system. And then, you know, it's not you. It's, hey, the computer, you know, what do you want from me? Um, so I would create that automated system of reminders um, for yourself and also for your clients, and then think about like an automated late fee kind of system too. And then finally, um, just to reiterate this point, absolutely do not reinvent the wheel here. Um, having a invoice template and a spreadsheet that you use to keep track of it is pretty suboptimal, but don't double down on that by like automating that kind of stuff yourself. If you find yourself in that position, go pick out FreshBooks, one of those pieces of software. And if your thought is like, oh, well, they're not capturing my exact workflow, change your workflow. Do, do not build automated stuff around whatever you've decided to do. Those pieces of software have workflows because there are bookkeeping, accounting, invoicing, best practices that I promise you they know a lot better than you do. So whatever they're suggesting that you do is what you should do. I would categorically not freelance this as it were. Uh, So yeah, that's my take on invoicing 101, how to go about collecting money, uh, why you would invoice, how to do it, what are the best practices for it. So hopefully that's helpful. Um, And yeah, I will catch you next time. Thanks for watching.